I really, really believe that one of the biggest factors, absolute biggest factors in whether or not you will be able to sell your company one day is this. Can the company run without you? Welcome to the Boss Club Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow your business faster, more profitably, and with fewer mistakes. And now your hosts, David Grubbs and Charlie Gassmeyer. Welcome back to another episode of the Boss Club Podcast. I'm going to make a bold statement here, and then we're going to talk about it, is that I really, really believe that one of the biggest factors, absolute biggest factors in whether or not you will be able to sell your company one day is this. Can the company run without you? And if it can't run without you, then there's some things we need to do ahead of time. And as we're going to uncover, I think, in this episode, there's probably a good reason to do this, even if you're not going to sell the business. But there's two things that need to happen. Either one, you need to be able to hire people that can that can perform the job function that you're doing, or you need to reasonably, keyword reasonably, be able to show a potential acquirer that the work you are doing today on the business could reasonably be done by by the new person owning the business. It can't be something that can only be done by uniquely you, but as soon as you hand them the keys to the car, you'll say, oh yeah, but you could do it if they can't actually do it. And we'll give you some examples here. And so um, I, this is a simple concept, but I think one that that's really, really helpful to know early in your business so that as you're planning what's going to happen one day or do I want to sell the business? How do I hand this off to someone? You can start to design your company so that as it gets bigger, it needs you less and less. So maybe we can flush out some examples here that'll, that'll bring some of these concepts to life a little bit. So David, I'm put you on the spot. Um, let's, let's bring it to life. Well, I think one thing right off the top that comes to mind is actually one of your businesses, Charlie. So for those of you who don't know, Charlie also has a YouTube channel called Airplane Academy and a website and blog uh, helping to teach people about flying and helping to create new pilots. And it's a great business and it's it's fun to live vicariously through Charlie as he becomes more of a YouTube celebrity. He hates it when I say that. But anyway, um, what's interesting about that, though, is that I think, Charlie, if you wanted to sell your business one day, it might be kind of hard just because you are the face of it. You are literally the spokesperson for your own brand because you are in all your videos. Um, your face is on the website. Uh, you know, people have fallen in love with your business and subscribe to it because they like you. And so if you ever wanted to sell that one day, it might be kind of tricky um, just because the person acquiring uh, your business would need to step into your shoes and people would have to like them as well. So not to say you couldn't sell it one day, but there would certainly need to be a very well planned out and rehearsed transition uh, to make sure that, you know, you, the the YouTube channel didn't lose subscriber count and, and the business didn't fall because of the acquisition. So you have businesses like uh, those where, you know, if you are the face of the business, that can be kind of tricky. Alternatively, let's say you've got a calligraphy business or you're doing art that uh, can be replicated by somebody else. Then, um, you know, you can actually hire other calligraphers to come in and do that work for you. It's not something that has to be uniquely done by you. And so while you may go, you might not hire people right away for those things, as long as an acquirer or someone that's looking to buy your business could reasonably do that and could take over those responsibilities without it having a negative impact on the business at all, then you're in pretty good shape. So I don't know, Charlie, you've got quite a bit of experience actually buying other companies through uh, a previous job you had. You want to talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, well, first let's go back to the Airplane Academy one because it, it's, uh, it's easy for me to talk about, obviously. But um, <laughs> I think that's actually a really good example. And and um, it's kind of a nuanced example. So, you know, I've got the YouTube channel, but then I've also got AirplaneAcademy.com, which as of this filming, gets about 50,000 views a month on on the blog articles and stuff. So the just strictly the blog site, um, doesn't need me because it's all through organic search, people finding the articles. I definitely could sell that portion of the business, sell, sell the website. The YouTube channel, on the other hand, uh, to, to all your points, w- would be much more of a challenge. I think I'd be really hard pressed to find someone that would buy it outright. And then all of a sudden, you know, this Monday it's Charlie, you know, next Monday it's Steve. Like, who's Steve? I don't know. I, I own the keys to the car now. Um, that would be really hard. And my business, I would probably get way less than what I think it's worth because of that, because I'll, you know, because of those reasons. How However, I have seen it work um, successfully for other YouTube brands uh, or brands that have YouTube as kind of their their predominant um, user acquisition channel. And but but they do it in a very calculated fashion. You know, they'll they'll either start to incorporate guest hosts or they'll start to make that person kind of a bigger you know a part of, of the overall programming and content and things. And then before you know it, the guy you're used to is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. And then eventually they announce that they're leaving. And if you do it in the right way. Um, it's possible. Will some people be bummed? Will some people leave? Yes. But if you can do it in the right way and in a calculated manner, um, it, it is possible. But the, but the point is you have to think about it here. But, but back to your point about, um, uh, yes, I, I, the, the corporate job, uh, jobs that I was in before, uh, before I went out on my own full-time entrepreneurship was in a mergers and acquisitions role where we were buying other people's companies. And so this was, um, this was a frequent thing. You'd start looking at a company where maybe within our geography that we wanted to, to get to and you'd be talking to the owner. And as you do diligence on the company and you learn about the operations and how things work, all of a sudden you, you realize, hey, this, this business is going to have a really hard time running without this person because they're either just deeply entrenched in the day-to-day operations. Maybe no one can make a decision in the business unless it goes through this owner, which is a problem. Or maybe the staff are uniquely married to this one person, not literally married, but, but, you know, they're, they're just attached to this person. You start to find some things to where, um, you know, the owner is all excited about selling their business. They have hey, built a really great business. I want to sell it to you. And you say, well, you, you've built a great business, but it's not one that we can buy because we, when, once it's our business, it's not actually the same business that, that you have today. It's going to be a lot different. It's not going to be worth as much. It's not going to be performing as much. And so, um, kind of the, the point I would make on this is that if, if you start to make, um, make some tweaks about your business to where you're starting to remove, remove yourself from kind of the day to day operations to where it really can run without you, I would just encourage you to do that sooner than later because sometimes what will happen at least in my experience, people would say, hey, this is how we've done it for 20 years. Hey, 30 days ago, I set up this new process and look, I don't need to be running it anymore. It's like, well, yeah, but you've got you've got like 240 months doing it one way and then one month of doing it this new way and you expect me that that this new way is is going to all of a sudden be set in stone that that's not really the case whereas if you can say you know hey for the last year this is our new process we've really been transitioning into a way that we can hand off the business to you guys and I truly don't need to be in it and I can prove that to you because that's what we've been doing for 12 months then that's a much different situation so uh, a long-winded way of saying you need to think about it you need to be intentional about it and you can't do it in the last minute you got to be able to prove to someone um, that 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 uh, you're not just making it up. It's not just a fluke deal, but that you've really changed the operations of the business to where it doesn't uniquely require you to be in the day to day. What's also interesting about all this is as you're going through this process of thinking about your business in this way and automating things and removing yourself from it, a lot of times you're spending really good hours actually improving the overall health of your business. 
And so whenever you do that, and any time that you make your business stronger and more robust, you're adding value. So um, throughout this process, it may be worth a lot more than you think, uh, just because you're going through and, and spending time working on your business and not for it and, and making it stronger. The other thing is, as, as you've gone through this process, you may come out on the other side of it and you may have automated it so much and you've made it into something that is so much easier to run, you may not even want to sell it. It may be turned into something that you just want to keep long term. Maybe it produces good income for you. Maybe, you know, you only have to spend a few hours a week maintaining it. And, and maybe at that point, after going through this whole process of getting it ready to sell, you're like, nah, I, I think I'll hold on to it for a while. And so it can turn into a long term asset for you, even if you don't end up selling it. And so it's always a good exercise to go through and always something good to be thinking about along the way, because it's going to make your business more valuable and it may be something that you end up holding on to anyway. So with that said, Charlie, any, anything else you would add to that? Yeah, I, I would just uh, uh, to reemphasize your point, maybe say it a different way, just so no one misses it, is that even if you're not thinking about selling your business one day and you're thinking, oh, this doesn't really apply to me, you should still go through this thought exercise and think, are there things that really don't need to uniquely be performed by me and particularly things that I don't enjoy doing? That's a, if, if those things overlap, that's a perfect situation of things that you should get off your plate as soon as reasonable. And in the process, you're probably going to make your business more valuable. You're going to get better work-life balance. You're going to get more time back that you can use for all kinds of things, either to spend more on the business and keep growing it in different ways, or maybe you can pull back and it, it just gets replaced by leisure time, or maybe it also enables you to sell it better. So uh, point being is, even if you're not going to sell the business, this is a really healthy thought exercise. And so it can be applicable in, in a wide range of situations. So it's good to think about, I, I think, you know, David, I feel like we go through this pretty often, sometimes formally, sometimes informally, where we challenge our assumptions on, hey, what are we doing? Should we be doing that? Should should not only we as a company be doing that, but should we, you and me, be doing that? Would that be better suited for someone else and, and their particular talents to be doing instead of us? If they could do it in two hours, whereas it would take us 10, why are we going to spend 10 hours doing that? Because it's something we're not good at. And so I, I don't know. I feel like we do a pretty good job of this, but you know, you can always use more of it, right? Absolutely. I, I, I think even those first two employees that we've hired recently um, are way better or in, are going to be way better at a lot of the tasks that we used to have to do ourselves. And so um, we're not just uh, talking about this in a podcast, but we're actually doing it in our business in real time. So anyway, um, I really encourage you to, to look at this for your own business along the way. It's just a healthy exercise to do on a monthly or quarterly basis. We do. And it has certainly helped us. Um, so I hope this podcast provided uh, some great advice to you and helps you grow your business in a more stable way moving forward. As always, if, if you've got a question or you've got a success story you want to share with us, you can reach out to us at podcast at bossclub.com. We'd love to hear from you and potentially feature you on a future episode. But in the meantime, we're looking forward to uh, seeing you next week on next week's episode. 